Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another great episode of Facts and Stats. We appreciate all of our supporters that we've been having over the past couple of months. If this is your first time watching, make sure you like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe for us. We appreciate that. Today, we have some very hot topics to talk about. But before we get into that, we have a special guest, Salty, on the call. I'm going to allow him to introduce himself, and we're going to go ahead and get started. Well, hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Salty. My name's Ben, and uh, I'm a student at UConn, and I'm just a sports fanatic. I'm into all this stuff, basketball, football, baseball, everything, and uh, I'm here to talk. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, to get started, to get started, the best player in the world to me, Luka Doncic, game winner last night over Paul George, I mean, over the Clippers, over Reggie Jackson, actually. Um, the youngest player to hit a buzzer beater in the playoff NBA history. And I just have one question for y'all. First, how do y'all feel about that game? Anyone can go ahead and start first. Is Luka a top three player in the NBA right now? First of all, we're going to start it off like this. All right. So my man Paul George has been slumming it for the past three games, right? Mm-hmm. He had a great he had a great game, game one. I give him that. But the rest of the games, he's just been not himself. I don't know if it's the shoulder injury coming back to him. I don't know what it is, but he's just not being aggressive. And he's not helping the Clippers out at all. So... If Paul I mean, George is watching this, I need you to get get it together. Get it together for my sake so people can stop hating, so they can take these all franks out of their mouth. God. Respect. But yeah, respect. Man. But yeah back, to, back to Luka. Um, he had a great game, triple-double, 40 points, the youngest player that even knew that. Come on, man, that's, that's amazing. So, mm-hmm. shouts out to him. He knocked down Reggie Dak, Reggie Jackson in his jaw. I, I don't, I don't know why they switched that. They yeah, should have kept yeah. Kawhi on him. He should have fought through that. Yeah, he should have fought. Yeah, through that. but yeah. Hey, hats off to Luca though. Great game. Okay, talk to me, Q. How you feel about it? How you feel about the game, the series, yeah. Luca? Legendary, legendary, legendary performance. That what he did that was crazy especially being down and not having Porzingis right. that like it's it's no way you could just not not tip your hat off to that especially right. when you think about the fact that he led his team he hit big shots all through the overtime and then he hit the last shot with with three seconds left um a, a question I have for y'all is as far as the Clippers when do y'all think it's time to have a discussion about Doc Rivers and well, I think well, when they if if they was to lose, do you think there's a conversation to be had about Doc Rivers? Because he has a lot of teams that kinda underperform in the playoffs. Like he's been coaching the Clippers mm-hmm. when C P three and Blake Griffin was there and they never made it past the second round and C P three leaves and then he makes it to a a conference final and uh and then they get Kawhi and PG and now they're having first round struggles. Okay. So, so if, I, if they lose, I think it's a conversation to be had. What you how you feel well, about that, I, Salty? I, go ahead, Mark. Oh, okay. no, 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 well, I think I think a lot of the series has to talk about Rick Carlisle and like his ability to understand like the Doc Rivers has been coaching the same way for so long, like his defensive schemes, like he know he knew that switch was coming. Mm-hmm. So all you had to do was get Luca the ball. Like it didn't matter where on the floor because he had enough time to create a shot. It was just if you got the ball in, Luca was gonna have a chance to at least get a look, especially over a smaller guy and someone who's just not 
he's not a talented defender. That's not what Reggie Jackson is at all. So like, and Rick Carlisle has been doing it for just as long as Doc Rivers has been in the same conference and with less talent, he's achieved more. He has a ring, you know, he's, he's beaten up on him right now in terms of like the coaching schemes. Yeah, yeah, like definitely. Yeah, I agree, I agree. he's being, he's being, he's out coaching him. So it's like, I, I get Doc Rivers struggled with CP3 and Blake Griffin never being healthy in the postseason. Like I'll give him that. They, they never really played together for an extended period of time in those playoff runs. There was always someone out, but I, I think that if, if they, def, if they lose in the first round, I think next year would be Doc's last year. If I was Balmer, I'm getting rid of him now, but I, I doubt that they move off of him that quick. It'd be one more year. Yeah. Well, he did get a ring in Boston, though, so I wouldn't put too much hate on Doc Rivers right now, but his defensive scheme is a little little subpar right now. Yeah, but that was like 12 years ago, though. Are we still going to, like, use that, especially when he had he, – he had a he had a big – kind of like a big four. He had Rondo, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and KG, so – and then they only won one, and it was, it's been a long time since they even – I don't even think – no, Doc Rivers ain't even make it to a finals. Uh, after that oh, one, nah, he, Well, yeah, they yeah, won. Yeah, after that they one. Went they went to they the, the finals the twice. twice. Yeah, they played the Lakers twice. The finals twice. Yeah. So, that's yeah. a good coaching right there. <laughs> yeah, so basically ever since 2010, he hasn't really done anything – significant with the rosters he had. I mean, I know he had time on the Celtics and LeBron and the Heat were running things over there, but I don't know, man. It's just when coaches be having talent and you see stuff like what happened last night where on the last, like, play of the game, you got Reggie Jackson guarding Luka Doncic one-on-one. Like, you don't want to throw a double at him and make somebody else beat you. I think like, I, Isn't that kind of like coaching one-on-one? I, I can never I can I can't criticize Doc Rivers. I can't even right. give negative comments negative comments towards Doc Rivers. I think you just need to appreciate greatness. I think you just exactly. need to just come out and say Luca had a LeBron type of game because we know when LeBron go down in them uh them game fours those game fives he will come out with like forty and he did it against Boston matter of fact multiple times. You know what I'm saying? So right. Luca literally came out and dropped forty. 17 rebounds, 13 It's just like, you just got to appreciate. It's nothing Doc Rivers can even do about that. To Don't get me wrong, right. yes, they shouldn't have switched. Kawhi at, in the huddle should have said, no, no matter what, Doc, I'm fighting through this. But, I mean, you know, defensive schemes, you know, it comes down to that. But and, and what I think can... Shamit, the way Shamit, um, he was um, he was guarding the inbounder. What I think he should have did was double yeah, 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 Lucas yeah, 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 so yeah. he wouldn't be able exactly. to get the ball in. Exactly. He should have did that. Ball I, agree. I don't know what happened. That possession was just horrible for that defense. I don't know. Talk to me, Kim. How you feel about how the series is going so far? Two two, Luca, and everything. I have to give Luca his praise, of course, because in this playoff series, he's almost averaging triple double. Right. He has a thirty-one point five game, nine point eight assists a game, and then you got ten point five rebounds. So and then he's he's getting better defensively, mm-hmm. and then you know he got a great supporting cast. Let's not sleep on Trey Burke. Trey Burke, yeah. And they came. Yeah, they showed up. All the ex Knicks. Yeah, what? Yeah. All the ex Knicks. Burke, Hardaway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think he has double team Luca probably his whole series or whatever. I know the last game, I ain't seen no double team. He tried for every defensive player he had at him. Mm-hmm. It's tough. The best one was Kawhi when he held him to well, only what, two four points in the fourth quarter because he barely could score in the fourth quarter. And it's like that was your best option until you got an overtime. Then you want to make that switch, which you yeah. shouldn't have did. 
Oh, it, like Luca definitely. I would say you know, three as of right now, like you know, in the playoffs right now, you know, he's that man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then especially when you think about like the fact that if he misses that shot at the end, they go down three one. Yeah, like exactly. now they got That's a chance. A now they got a chance to fight it out for Game Five. And Game Five in a seven-game series, Game Five is like probably the most important game. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like you said, they're missing poor Zingas. They did all this without their best big man. They were down twenty-two. Right. That's right. Damn, that's an like extra 15, 20 right there. So it's like man, with him coming back in the game, then he doing a one ankle. Like, okay. yeah. Time to ask y'all one question right now before we switch to the next topic. One question. Next game actually. Is Luca top three player in the NBA right now? I'm not ready to say that yet. Oh. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't put him. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not ready Salty to say would, that talk yet. Talk to me. I can't put him above LeBron, Kawhi, or Giannis yet. I just. Okay, the, King, like, talk to me. Me, I, mean, I wouldn't put Giannis. He's better than Giannis, by the way, to me. Lucas might really pick for MVP next year. I'm gonna leave it at that. But I will, I will, I calmly say, you know, safely say, top five maybe, probably. All right. I just wanted to ask y'all so I had this recorded, you know, live for me when I look back next year, and I come back to y'all and say, you know, I told you so. But um, last night we seen another historic performance. Donovan Mitchell, 51 points. Jamal Murray, 50 points. Although the Nuggets did go down 3-1. That's the first time that two players scored 50-plus in the same playoff game. Um, it's a little bit of a shock to some people. Uh, the Nuggets are down 3-1. Marcus, I'm going to start with you. What's your thoughts on that series? How's that going? I know you love Jokic. Yeah, the Nuggets are kind of disappointing me right now. Um, Jokic and Murray are pretty much the only ones who are pretty much playing right now on that team. Everybody else is... Kind of being subpar, they're not really helping out. Uh, Murray did put up two good games, but mm-hmm. they haven't been enough. Donovan Mitchell has just been on the tear. Him and him and Luka has just been on a different type of energy yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. They want it, so uh, I'm enjoying what the Jazz are doing. They playing like a team. Uh, Gobert, he's playing great in the paint. Um, they just got Mike Conley back. Um, he's doing Big great boost. as well. So. Big so um, the Nuggets—they're not looking too good right now. I don't know what's going on. Maybe be the the bubble series, I mean, the season, I don't know what's going on. They're just not playing like they play at home. You know, they Man, just that's facts. I agree with that. I agree with everything you good. said. Uh, Salty, talk to me. How you feel about that series? How you think it's going? Do you think it's over? Uh, yeah, I think it's over. I, my thing with Denver is they have two perimeter defenders, and they're both not playing. Like Will Barton's not playing, and Gary Harris isn't playing. And those are their guys. Like, Torrey Craig, he's all right. He's, he's not a substitute for those two, though. He's not as as athletic and he's just not as talented as those two guys like if you want someone to match up with donovan mitchell and mike conley hasn't played like this all season i don't know what <laughs> he had a were on him all year because of how he was playing but i think no fans is helping him a lot because he was just dis- he was a disappointment to say the least but yeah he- as perimeter defenders against going against two, you know, Conley X All Star caliber and Mitchell, who's looking like a a future, you know, All NBA player, it's it's not it's not gonna work out. I agree with that. I agree. Yeah, with I think that, I think Will Martin getting that spark on the bench too. Will spark? Will is that spark? Talk to me, Kane. How you feel about that series? Is it over? 
Yeah, I agree with Soldier. That's um, it's, it's over, and it's crazy because I think game one to game two, everybody was giving Michael Porter Jr. the KD comparison chance a little too early. All bubble and, too. And mm-hmm. nine points mm-hmm. like he been bad like the past three games, so it's just. Okay. I hear that. Q, talk to me. How you feel about that series? Um, it's tough. Like for Denver, because uh, I I didn't expect them to be down three one. Mm-hmm. If uh, considering the fact that they was just in uh, what round was that? They was in the second round last year and won. I mean, they lost in Game Seven after like battling with Portland, yeah. going into all them overtimes and stuff. So I, I honestly thought that. CA would come into this playoffs like like no nonsense and not losing these close games. You know, Donovan Mitchell, he's doing amazing. Like I didn't expect him to be coming out here dropping fifty pieces. Um I didn't really expect the Jazz to really after game one, I didn't really expect the Jazz supporting cast to step up the way they did, like Jordan Clarkson and Michael Conley. Mm-hmm. Like they're doing their thing. Um, it's three one now, so I mean, I guess it's kind of over. Like I don't see, I don't see Denver just coming out and winning three in a row, especially since like they had great games from Jamal Murray, Jokic, and Paul Millsap, and it still wasn't enough. So I don't know. Part part of me just thinks that you know they're kind of just out of the loop now as far as being able to really make a push to make it out the ground. So I, I agree with that. My, my my only take on this series, the way things is going, I just feel like they don't got that guy. Well, Murray is bowed, don't get me wrong, you know what I'm saying? He can put a ton of buckets, but they missed like Donovan Mitchell on the other hand, he's averaging forty, you know, five rebounds, mm-hmm. five assists. You know, so it's like how can you how can you really stop a player that's averaging forty through four games? You know what I'm saying? It's like you got no stop for him. Like Salty was saying, they're really missing Gary Harris. They're really missing Will Barton. So as long as Donald Mitchell's over there, they you know it's, this series is pretty much over four one. Yeah, and another thing, it shows you why you can't really like fall fall behind in the playoffs because you know last game they got blown out and Jamal. I mean, I almost said Jamal Crawford. Jamal Murray giving you 12 and Nicola giving you 15 and Paul Millsap giving you eight. Like you can't have those type of games mm-hmm. because like you're not even guaranteed to win the games where you do go off you do go, as exactly. you just seen. Exactly. So <laughs> like you, you just, you just can't, you can't like, you can't have any slack in the playoffs. And, you know, I feel like if they would have came with more energy in game, game three, mm-hmm. you, it, it could be, it could be a different story, but they didn't. The Jazz did what they needed to do. They they took a heartbreaking L game one, but ever since game one, they they've been winning back to back to back. So yes, sir. That's yeah, Mitchell Mitchell's, Mitchell's just on a tear right now. He's the third player in NBA history to have fifty point two fifty point games in one series. So next to Michael Jordan and Allen Iverson, you know, who <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> like, would have thought? <laughs> That's amazing company right there, but. Switching um, yeah, in Denver, you know Jamal Murray's twenty three, Jokic is around twenty three, twenty four. Mm-hmm. You know you got, you got Michael Porter Jr. growing up, you got Bol Bol growing up, you got Gary Harris and Barton coming back, and Millsap's contract is getting dumped. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. I, don't, I don't think they really stood a chance against either LA team. So mm-hmm. if you're in Denver, like this isn't the worst thing that could happen. Like they're in a really good spot moving forward. I think. Yeah, I love that team. I like that. That's I love. Fair. That's that's true. I love them. Like they, they need to get rid of Millsap's contract. It's, it's just not it. Twenty plus he, million. Nah, Millsap is actually a free agent after this year though, so that's a good thing. Yeah, you gotta go. Bring in somebody, and they can work. You know, extensions on Murray's deal because the fact that he's twenty three and putting up fifty in playoff games, like back to back years. Yeah. He's got, it's the consistency issue with him, but I can see him doing big things moving forward. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Next topic that we have going forward. So the Raptors did end up sweeping the Nets yesterday 4-0, and along with that, Celtics ended up sweeping the Sixers 4-0 as well. So after they both swept their opponents, they now meet in the semifinals. Can I get some predictions on that series? That's going to be you know a pretty good one to me. I'm going to start off with you, Salty. How do you think that series is going to go? I think it's Marcus Smart's series. You know, like when you look at Toronto, their their two their two playmakers are Van Vliet and Lowry. Siakam benefits a lot because of what the, the action they're able to create on the defense, the way they're able to break down defenses. And I think that Abaka and Gasol benefit in the same way. Mm-hmm. And I think Marcus Smart has just like a great matchup against this team. He's he's bigger and stronger than both those guys. Mm-hmm. I give the edge edge to Boston because I think they have the best the best ability to slow down those guards of any team in the East. Um, I don't like I don't like Milwaukee's matchup with them, but I really like uh, I really like uh, Austin's matchup. So how do you feel like that series? So you like Boston to win? What do you think the series yeah. will go fast? I think they benefit actually by uh, not having so many mouths to feed with Hayward missing time. I think they could uh, I could I think they can win it in six, but I'd like to see seven games. Okay, okay, Keem, talk to me. How do you think that series is gonna go, Boston and the Raptors? I'm gonna probably go with the Raptors, and I'm gonna disagree on the Marcus Smart part because even though Marcus Smart is a good, you know, he's a good role player, or whatever, but I don't think he's gonna be able to keep up with Lowry or Van Vliet, let alone score with them. So I got the Raptors going seven games in. So do you think he meant like keeping up with them though? I think he just. Did- I mean, he's going to slow it down. He's going to make them work way way harder than they have, especially Lowry on one leg. It, I'm still, I'm still stay with my prediction because Serge Ibaka is doing well, you know, down low and everything. And like, like you said, Pascal Siakam and Tatum, that's going to be the matchup, you know, to look for. That's going to be a real good matchup. So, so you like the but, Raptors in what? In what? Seven? Seven. Okay. All right. Q, talk to me. How you, how you feel about that Boston and Toronto series? Um, I got Celtics in seven. Uh, I like what Salty said about Marcus Smart. I like that a lot because Marcus Smart is one of the best defenders in the league. And Kyle Lowry being – Kyle Lowry, to me, like it seems like he's kind of like their motor. Mm-hmm. And I feel like having a guard like Marcus Smart that can kind of lock on the, lock on the Lowry and kind of like put all that, all that energy they got, like hold it at bay, I feel like that – can be like a key part in Boston keeping up with them and then with them having uh Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown who could put up buckets and been playing good throughout throughout the playoffs getting that uh getting that sweep against Philly I feel like uh the Celtics got a little bit more um have a little bit more reasons they can win and also with 
them having Brad Stevens as a coach. Like it's it's gonna be like a coaching battle too. I'm about to say It's gonna be it's gonna be like two of the best coaches in the league. I think Nick Nurse is a slightly better coach, but Brad Stevens ain't no slouch neither. So okay. my pick my pick is just is Celtics in seven. I just feel like it's gonna be a close series. Okay. Mark, talk to me. How you feel about that series? How you think it's gonna go? Um I got Toronto winning it. Uh, I think it's going to go down to the big men, to be honest with you. Um, that's what it's going to come down to. Uh, I know I know Tatum, he's going to get his buckets. Uh, I know Jalen Brown's going to get his buckets as well. Uh, Kimba, he's going to be another bright spot that's going to be able to look out for. Um, if he puts up numbers, they can have a chance to win the, win the series, maybe. But I think it's going to come down to the Raptors' big man. They're just going to you know, out-rebound them, uh, outwork them as well. Uh, I think they can log in. So okay. I give it to Raptors, man. I think the Raptors gonna win it in six. I like so we got two Raptors, two Boston. Um, I guess that leads it up to me. I'm a, I wasn't gonna throw my prediction in there, but uh, I like how you just said it comes down to the big man, you know. Um, but I'm not gonna change. I still like Boston to win it. I think Tatum is like a a superstar growing in front of our eyes right now, you know. Yeah, um, sure. In his young career, he already done beat Greek in the playoffs. He took LeBron to seven. Mm-hmm. Um, he just swept Boston. I mean Philly. So. Um, I think it's time. You know, I think he wants to taste what the finals, you know, just feels like, you know, that atmosphere. Although Miami is still the team. I have them being uh, Milwaukee and making it to the finals uh, along with, Q, like you said. So I think Tatum, as long as Tatum plays well, you know, because Tatum is going to be the best player on the court in that series to me. You know, he's better than everybody right. on, on the Raptors. So it's really going to come mm-hmm. down to him, Jalen, and Kimba, how they all work out. That's my opinion. So I'm going to go Boston in uh, seven, hopefully. It, hopefully it goes seven. Last time. Can't forget about Norlin Powell, though. Yeah. Norlin Powell, he's going to eat. He might. Yeah, Norlin Powell is a, is a young bucket. Yeah. He might have yeah. one of them 25, 30-point games in this series. Yeah. That's true. And That's he also got help on defense as well. So, I think that that might keep him, give him over the head, you know. So, yeah. so, last topic of the day. We seen Earl Thomas get released from Baltimore due to an altercation with Chuck Clark in practice. So I have one question for y'all. Will Earl Thomas' departure hurt Baltimore Super Bowl chances? And also, where would you like to see him end up? I think it do hurt their Super Bowl chances, honestly. Because it's, it's still, Ravens still got a lot to work with defensive end, like defensively, and uh, mostly offensively with the wide receivers and everything. But that key safety him, like losing that and not having, you know, another one to back it up really because, you know, we got to see with Chuck Clark, we got to see with uh, Deshaun Everett. That's what I mean. Yeah, we got to see what they about really. And I'm pretty sure, you know, they probably like, you know, not disrespect, but like low tier safeties or whatever. We got to see what they do. But losing Earl Thomas does hurt that team. Okay. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Earl Thomas, because it comes down to the matchup against the Chiefs. And without a top-tier center backing up, you know, a guy like – because I think what Brandon Carr might be on Tyree Kill come playoff time, that backing up him is such a key – such a key proponent to that defense because Tyree Kill's going to get past your corners. He just is. And you got to have someone who's able to keep up at an elite level IQ-wise and talent-wise. And I also liked how the Ravens used Earl Thomas last year more more as a pass rusher than he had previously in his career. He got after the quarterback a little bit more, which I thought was a good a good look for for an aging safety, uh, not having him run run around so much deep deep downfield. So 
I think I think it hurts them. I don't think it, it costs them their Super Bowl chances by any means. It comes down to the, the ability of those receivers uh, meshing with Lamar Jackson. Um, I think they, they definitely need to develop a more consistent passing game. But uh, defensively, it's a couple scheme scheme things, but I don't think it's costly to the point where you say they can't they can't win a, a Super Bowl. I like how you said that. Well said. Well said, Mark. How you feel about it? And also, oh, I don't. Wait, wait, my fault. How, how you feel about it? My fault. I don't. I don't think it hurts the uh, Super Bowl chances, but um, it definitely uh, it does damage them. Just like uh, Salty said, like Tyree Hill, players like them who get behind the defense. You got to be able to keep up with them type of guys. Um, but I don't think it hurts their Super Bowl chances. The only thing that really hurts their Super Bowl chances is the offense. Um, I know y'all uh, traded away uh, Andrews, the tight end. You said we traded him? Yeah, traded him? No, 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 no. Mark Andrews still there. Mark Andrews still there. Okay, okay. Mark Andrews still Okay, so, um, yeah, like like I said, the wide receiver core, they, they got to be more consistent. You know what I'm saying? They got to. They got to give Lamar something to deal with. He can't just be running around all back, behind the back for all the time. It's, eventually, you know, it's going to get tiring, just like they ran into the Tennessee Titans, and Derrick Henry just ran all over them boys. So, Eric, Eric, Earl Thomas ain't been the same since Der- Derrick Henry put that back on, you know what I'm saying? Made it to a knee block. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't think it hurts their Super Bowl chances, but I think offensive-wise, that's the reason that they don't get there. Okay. So, do you, do y'all think like this little situation, being uh that Earl Thomas is like a, it seems like he like a respected guy among among the Baltimore Ravens. Do y'all think like this issue could like cause some internal locker room, like, locker room drama or anything? So, so uh, coming from a Ravens fan, I, I I I think it's joy, you know, because we love Chuck Clark. You know, we just resigned him to a contract this off season. And Mark mm-hmm. Andrews said today, actually, that he's a leader of our defense. You know, so I feel like it was coming, in my opinion, like a jealousy type of thing because Chuck is on the rise. Right. And if you look at the altercation or what happened was all Chuck did was, like, he did slam his head, his um, helmet down, but Earl Thomas blitzed on the outside and the touchdown went to where Earl Thomas was supposed to be. So Chuck seemed like he was fed yeah. up with that and Earl Thomas couldn't really, you know, handle that. And, you know, so he swung a punch ultimately led to us releasing him. And, I, and, I, and I'm happy about it because Deshaun Elliott, you know, uh, he's really the truth, you know, and it's third year now, and I'm waiting for him to finally get a chance to ball out. So, you know, Errol Thomas, like Salty said, was aging. So uh, he always was my favorite safety, don't get me wrong. You know, uh, we did use him as a pass rusher last year. He was, you know, the IQ, you know, just that knack for the ball is going to be missed. But at the end of the day, our locker room is better, in my opinion. It's John Harbaugh locker room too. I'm not too worried about a locker room run by John Harbaugh getting into you know, especially with veteran presence team like like Mark Ingram and guys like that who are all about team. I'm not too exactly worried about. Last last question before we wrap it up though. So y'all didn't answer. What would y'all like to see him play this season? Uh, I know everybody wants size the Cowboys as usual. They always want that boy to go to the Cowboys. They want the top safety. They want the top corners. They're not gonna get that man. But I think. I think his best his best spot maybe to go to could be maybe the 49ers. Mm. Okay. Maybe the 49ers. Just to add to add a little something to that defense, you know. Okay. Nah, I'm, I'm a big Cowboys fan. I want an Earl Thomas forever. I don't see it coming. I don't see it happening. We got Xavier and Xavier uh, was back there. They're they're legit. You know, Haha's actually. People think he's you know pushing thirty, but he's not. He's twenty seven. He's a young dude. Yeah. He's got time. Uh-huh. Early, 
career too. Like they're both young and athletic. I don't think there's a reason to really panic. I can see him going to Philadelphia though, in, in the same division. Philadelphia after Malcolm Jenkins departed. Uh, they were looking for safeties. They they looked at Haha. I think that there's there's a good chance he ends up right in the division with Dallas. Um, but I don't see him going to Dallas. Okay, King, talk to me real quick. Two minutes. I would like to see him with Arizona next to Buda Baker. Okay. Okay. All right. Cute. Yeah, ain't coming to my team, so I don't care where he goes. To be honest, ain't nobody coming to no Jets. <laughs> where, so where would you like to see him play though? Like, tell me one team where you like to see Earl Thomas suit up this year coming up. Um. Hmm. Let's see, depends on who I want to lose. Um. Oh. What conference is uh? <laughs> it's probably like it don't even matter to me. Yeah, yeah, it really don't even matter. It don't even matter. I would love to see him end up in Dallas, but I just love the point that Salty made on uh, him seeing him in Philadelphia. So I like that one, honestly. That's cool, yeah, really. I like that. Philadelphia coming away with Slay and Thomas in one off season. That'd be amazing. Yeah. You only got like one more season out of Right. Right. But that's enough for the show today. I appreciate you, Salty, for coming out, man, uh, helping us with these topics, man. It's great, great commentary today. And y'all make sure y'all follow us on Facts and Stats on any social media platform. Make sure y'all look out for Anchor as well. And uh, subscribe, like, comment. Let us know what's up, man. Yeah, we'll be back with another episode. Appreciate you, Salty. Hey. Later. Appreciate you having me.